Travel back in time to the 80s, reliving the music. You can't have the Pretender's first album. That's mine. I bought it. You did not. The catchphrases. Did you have a brain tumor for breakfast? And the wannabes. Sometimes I see and dance around the house in my underwear. Doesn't make me Madonna. Never will. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Can you say stuck in the 80s? It is Stuck in the 80s time, and this is your host, Steve Spears from TampaBay.com. With me today, a special guest. Very special, sort of in the uh, special education kind of sense. This is uh, Rick Gershman, uh, staff writer for the St. Pete Times and uh, composer of the Illiterate blog, which I could really use you people to uh, check out on occasion. <laughs> Just uh, go to Stuck in the 80s blog, which you see all the time. If you go to sptimes.com slash blogs, you'll see the Illiterate just below it. Just click on it. You really don't have to stick around. That's okay. Just give me a click. That's all I'm asking for. <laughs> check out the page. Page, you know, check out the uh, the goofy looking face and uh, get on with your day. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> okay, you've pimped your blog. You can leave now. Okay, all right. That's all I was here for. So, if the uh, theme song the theme the theme song probably doesn't give it away at all. But today we are talking about the one hit wonders of the year 1981. And if there's not if there's a song that doesn't represent it better, I don't know what it is. Well, yeah, it, it's actually I, I thought we were doing a show about uh, really goofy uh, superhero comedies of the 1980s because uh, that was the uh, theme song to um, the greatest American hero. Right. Yes, yeah. that that is actually Joey Scarberry. 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 He's a one-hit wonder. We can say his name however we want. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And uh, what, technically, do, technically, Colin? the song is "Believe It or Not." Were you a big fan of that show? Actually, I was. I really enjoyed that show. Connie Selico was a hottie. Oh, you know, yeah. uh, William Cad is the goofy guy with the. Uh, it, I mean, it's, it's a great premise. It's like you know, the guy gets a superhero. He's a he's a high powers. school teacher. High school teacher. Um, doesn't he, but they like loses the instruction manual or something like that. Doesn't know how the suit works, so he's always like you know flying into trees and and, and crap like that. And uh, it was a cool show. Robert Culp from I Spy. Oh, that's right. His, I forgot like, about him. Secret agent buddy. And uh, no, that show was great. That was awesome. I miss that show. Uh, Joey uh, Scarberry was hired to uh, record it. He he had been tooling around pretty much for the last ten from like the early seventies up until eighty, and I uh, got hired to do it. It. Um, it actually charted out at, uh, yeah, I think it was a top ten hit mm-hmm. back in the uh, nineteen eighty one, the extended version of it, you know, not the TV version of it. Right. And um, after that, that was pretty much it. He uh, he disappeared from the face of the earth, kind of. He did kind of come back later on, record the theme song for the TV series Hardcastle and McCormick. Oh my gosh, yeah, that's a favorite. <laughs> yeah, was that uh, was Brian Keith's uh, finest hour, if I recall correctly. <laughs> yeah. uh, that was, uh, yeah, Hardcastle McCormick. Hardcastle, I never Why watched it. Why isn't that on, like, TV Land or in syndication <laughs> somewhere? Where's the big DVD package of Hardcastle Hard McCormick? Yeah. I think if we just make you a copy, will that be less satisfying? That'll probably, that'll be sufficient. That's all we'll I'm asking for We'll save the studios right a lot of money. Now. Yeah, exactly. He also did the theme song for, uh, I guess, a Peanuts special called Flash Beagle. That's my favorite. That is my favorite. That or uh, The Great Pumpkin, <laughs> Charlie Brown. But he no, didn't no, do that exactly. One. No, yeah, it's uh, all the other uh, Peanuts uh, specials pale in comparison yeah. to Flash Beagle. What the hell is Flash Beagle? <laughs> 
was like Snoopy I'm, I'm doing a Jennifer Beals thing. Yeah, I'm yeah. guessing it was a flash dance. Well, Snoopy kind of had that sort of that little pitter-patter with his feet anyway. He just put he, leg warmers on it. But that's fun. sort of like Lorenzo music kind of, you know, that... Yeah. I mean, I just don't see that working with whole disco And age. you wonder why Joey Scarberry is not around today to defend uh, himself. It's a shocker. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what. I'm sure Joey's going to be calling in, actually, at this yeah, point next please week. Don't. You know? yeah. Remember, if uh, Joey, if you're out there and you want to contact us via email, that email address is sdaily at sptimes.com. <laughs> exactly. And uh, we invite you to say whatever you want. Include as many profanities as you wish. So uh, if you're not a, if you're not a, li- a regular listener to the show, we're, we're handling all the one-hit wonders of the 80s one year at a time. And Rick and I were together last month to, to handle the year 1980. Were we? Yep. Oh, my God. I totally but, forgot about that. And uh, so what we're only going to cover today are the songs from 81 that we consider to be one-hit wonders. And by that, we mean they, they charted at some point in 81. So they may have been recorded in 80, but they charted in 81. And for the most part, they're done by acts that that was pretty much their their one shot at glory. That's their one the song that you're going to remember them by. I mean, they may have actually popped up on the charts here or there in some other circumstance. But really, if you know one song by these artists, this is pretty much right. the one. Exactly. So we're going to take them one by one. Our producer has a list of songs that he's going to hit us with. We we're not going to know what he's going to hit us with until he does. And uh, then you get to hear um, the retching sounds of me and Rich. Rick. Rich. Rick. Leroy. You know, whatever. It's Leroy's pretty much fine. okay. As we uh, react to I love to him, him so much, and he just so, uh, It's terrible. Shall we queue up the next disaster? Let's go. Here we go, buddy. Rock on. Some people are made for each other. Some people can love one another for life. How about us? Some people can hold. Rick is actually swaying with the music as we're listening to that. I have been, Kevin. Actually, it's a, it's really really nice. It's um, you know, I'll tell you what, the, you know, the nostalgia is just unbelievable. I, I seriously, I mean, when I was twelve years old, I remember you know hearing the song and thinking, I wish I was you know dead. But you know, <laughs> that's actually no, it, it, you know, for for the sort of you know the cool R and B kind of uh, right. time frame, um, it is a little more timeless than our typical eighties. Uh, Can you even wonders. name the band? Can you name the band? I I I think I know this one actually. Which one is it? And and okay, I do know this one because I cheated and I actually <laughs> looked it up because Steve's been you know blogging about this for the past forty eight hours. Um, forty eight uh, days. Champagne, I believe. Right. Though it's not actually uh, spelled. It's more in the sort of French. It's, it's spelled. It's spelled like the city in Illinois. Right. Okay. From which they come from. So it's spelled Chicago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They uh, that was their commercial peak in nineteen eighty one. Um, Top five hit in the UK and in the US on the R&B charts. It's uh, and, and really, that's all they had because honestly, it's, it's a pretty they had solid other songs. little kind of. It's yeah, kind it's of, not bad. You think Commodore's E kind right, of feel. It is. Yeah. They had other songs. Uh, another song was called "Try Again." Doesn't ring a bell. Yeah, not really happening no. for me. Yeah. So well, anyway, Champagne is uh, number one on our list of one hit wonders. I, I like it. It's kind of a skating song, you know, couple couple skate kind of song. Uh, absolutely, I'm feeling it. It's the late seventies. It, it really is. I mean, it's got that kind of you know relaxed romantic feel. You can you can rest assured to some people, um, you know. Surely not every song from the eighty from eighty one is like this though. But uh, I will uh, throw it back to the producer to hit us with the next wonder bar. Awesome.
the wonder that is Donny Iris. I'm fired up now, my friend. I, uh, you know, I, I've never been more fired up, quite honestly. And uh, I would have no idea that I was Donny Iris, but again, I cheated and uh, <laughs> found out on your blog who Donny Iris was. Um, Aliyah. Which two is not ex- related. So to the, good that it has two exclamation points. It does, which is uh, which tells you everything you need to know about that song. It's a good song. It is a good, solid, you know, pop it's, rock it's, song. It is a dare I say classic early '80s representative song. I, I, I think you dare there. Uh, I absolutely think you dare there, Matthew. But uh, my point here being that um, Donnie, he's uh, he's actually from Beaver Falls, Pennsylvania, which is sort of a little suburb of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, uh, which is where I kind of grew up. Um, and uh, and I had no idea who the hell he was, quite honestly, until 24 hours ago. That's a good song. Yeah. I mean, that's a good, good song. Donnie Iris used to be with a group called The Jaggers back in the 70s, and they had a, a number two hit called The Rapper. Really? But uh, I'm not going to count that towards his uh, one-hit wonder uh, status. I'm sorry. That's it for him. I, I, I think that's probably fair. He's uh, uh, still around. He still records and performs in the, um, that va- the what, what do you call it, the valley around Pittsburgh, the... Island Valley, the Island Valley, um, yeah, I, I three rivers, if you want. I'm not right. sure what we would. He's still, uh, he's still at Pittsburgh. As, but, uh, he's still out there, and he's still uh, performing. Uh, uh, it's, it's good to know he's kicking a little butt out there. I, I was surprised. I kind of thought this song might have been uh, related to the uh, the late R and B singer Aaliyah, but uh, apparently, completely unrelated <laughs> uh, in every way, shape, or form. Well, now that we got but, the uh, adrenaline going with that song, hopefully, we'll be able to carry it through the next song. What do you got for us, producer? That is Marty Balin, is it not? That would be Marty Balin, uh, uh, one of the original uh, members of uh, Jefferson Airplane before it was Jefferson Starship. Before, before it was Starship. Jef- before it was Jefferson Starship, the next generation. Right. Before, before it was the Jeffersons. Was, um, before it was Voyager Deep Space Nine. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, that song's called Hearts. I, I don't, re- I don't remember that song. I do remember that song, but I did not know it was Marty Balin until uh, again I cheated and uh, and looked. Into and now that it. I'm now that I know, I'm sort of sorry. <laughs> it's got, a, you know, I mean, it's got a, that sort of excruciating kind of, you know, quiet storm, you know, cool jazz whiny, kind of feel kind of going whiny on. Whiny appeal. Sort How of the a... hell did that come out of anything from Jefferson Starship? Are you a big Starship fan? I, I love Starship. I, I, I find, uh, you know, we built the city, maybe the uh, the greatest rock and roll song ever recorded, and by that I mean that. I'm lying. That could be the worst <laughs> song ever recorded in the history of, uh, oh, God. of popular Surely music. Surely you jest. No, and don't call me Shirley, but we'll get to that <laughs> another time. My point here being that... Uh, that my, I like that song. You like We I, Built This sure. City. If, you, if you're going to talk about the worst... You know, I'm actually working on the top 50 worst songs of the 80s list, and that is that nowhere on me it. It's slides. not on it. Really? I, I'm sorry. I had to exert some executive veto power. Knock yourself out, Ted. But my point here <laughs> being that, you know, we built the city uh, could be, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that. What's so uh, bad about it? Is it the lyrics or is it the. Uh... Let's see. I, th- I think I'd pretty much limit myself to the lyrics and uh, perhaps the melody, perhaps the original idea in the first place. And uh, <laughs> perhaps the idea that it makes no sense in the slightest. That under no circumstances. You just did twice. So okay, work, well, that worked out well then. Okay, the, uh, well, uh, I, I say when it comes to the 80s, there are plenty worse songs. You've got 
putting on the Ritz. You've got uh, no putting on the Ritz is a much better song than no uh, we putting built on the, the Ritz city. is better than than we built the city. That, that's for I, sure. I am. I'm gonna. I'm holding to that notion absolutely. We built the city could be worse, but we should probably go back to Marty Balin. We're still Marty Balin's still around. He still continues to perform with uh, Jefferson Starship, the Next Generation. Which the Next is, Generation, right? The wow. Four, yep. So he's around. But uh, his song is forever stuck in 1981. As are we with our next tune. What is it, Maestro? And the mama used to sell a pound. What's so bad to you? Hey, got a more respect. What do you think you do? Why you look so sad? It's not so bad. It's a nicer place. I shut up for your face. That's my mama. Can I remember? Now that one's got to throw everyone for a loop. Does anyone else remember that song besides I, me? I do remember that song. I mean, I think like way back in in the day, like on the Q Morning Zoo. I mean, yeah. if you go back that far, um, and for our Tampa Bay listeners, I, I if you're for your uh, if you're not from Tampa Bay, just think of the worst radio station you could possibly have, and then. Uh, Add a factor of two, and then you exactly. have the Q Morning Zoo. That would be the Q Morning Zoo back in the day. They played that pretty much every That's, morning. That's uh, Joe um, Dulcey. He was an American-born Australian resident songwriter. An American-born Australian resident songwriter. Right. I, he was an you know they just, if you will. Yeah, sure, yeah of course. Because if you wrote now. a song like that, you damn well better leave the <laughs> You country. better get the hell out of here before yeah, Joe Pesci kicks your ass pretty he, uh, much. Uh, he used to have an act called the Joe Dulcey Music Theater, and he recorded that. And it actually, I think it was meant to be kind of a comic. Obviously, it was meant to be a comic recording of some sort. Mm-hmm. But yet, it's... It, it, it shot up the charts. You never know. Sometimes the, the oddest little novelty tunes will, uh, you know, will 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 chart like that. Um, but uh, not for any good reason. I, <laughs> I think I could go my entire life without ever hearing that song again. And uh, and thank you, thank you. I've got to say, Daniel, for uh, bringing this, you know, back to my attention because uh, you never you're not going to get it out of your head the rest of the day. That's the I, 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 I can die now having heard "Shut Up at You Face" one more time. And so it's uh, uh, I, I want to apologize to all my Italian friends and yeah. um, and pretty much all my friends at this point. <laughs> Yeah. This is not a project any of us want to be associated with any further. Exactly. So let's move on to the next song. What do we got? Well, there you go. Speaking of Italian-Americans, we have yet another one. That's Gino Vanelli. Gino Vanelli. I thought he was Irish. I'm sorry. I was, maybe I was a little confused on that one. Uh, that's my bad, no, Gino Vanelli. Yeah. That's Living Inside Myself, which uh, that was his highest topping song, strangely enough, because he's actually known for another song sort of earlier on in his career. I, I do recall sort of, I just want to stop thinking about you, baby. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. For your love. Yeah, that's he won, uh, he was He won a Canada's Juno Award for Best Male Artist in 1976 and 79. And, and that's not easy to get up in Canada. No. There's at least two or three people up for that. You, you, you got your Brian ago. Adamses. You do. You got your uh, Helen Ruddiesies. <laughs> <laughs> Who else do you have? Your Getty Leezies. Uh, you do have your Getty Leezies and your Neil Perts and uh, all of your rushes. Right. Um, you, you Sarah McLaughlin. Uh, How much longer till we do Canadian. our Rush podcast? That's what I Dude, want. Dude, I'm so up for the Rush podcast. I have like I, I have like a, a waiting list of people who want to do the uh, Rush podcast. Though. Do you really? Yeah. Oh man, I need to be. We should our do... poker buddy uh, Chris Casenza. Casenza. That doesn't shock me in the slightest. Because he still yeah. dresses like he did back when Rush was popular. That's uh, yeah, and his fashion sense definitely hooks up that way. Yeah, I think he listens to twenty one twelve on pretty much a daily basis, yes, which is that's a his little theme bit frightening. Song. So that's his if he were major league batter, that would be his uh, at bat song. 
<laughs> it'll only take about 20 minutes for him to actually take a swing. You know, Theodore, I think you're right on that. So my point here being that, uh, no, the, the Vanilli song, that's a very, it's a, the Millie Vanilli. It's once Gino again, it's, you can just feel that 1981 was probably the last gasp of that soft, late 70s rock influence. I mean, because I, you know, I can tell you right now, I've already looked at the songs for 1982, and we're going to take a dramatic swing towards New Wave. Absolutely. And, and, Pop rock. We're this is this is the last gasp in and everything else. This yeah. is the last gasp of a soft FM that we're having to suffer through today. And was this Gino Vanelli's last gasp? I mean, was he he's still bouncing around doing some crazy stuff up in uh, in beautiful Canada? Yeah, he's still around. He still he still does some stuff from time to time, but he's not really what you call a force on the FM radio dial anymore. And that's probably just as well. So it's just him and Terrence and Philip up there. They're just talking <laughs> themselves out, right? Yeah, rock on. <laughs> Fantastic. So what's our next tune, Maestro? Things might come to those who wait. Not for those who wait too late We gotta go for all we know Just the two of us We can make it if we try Just the two of us Just the two of us Just the two of us Building them castles in the sky Just the two of us You and I The sweet, mellow sounds of Grover Washington Grover, Jr. Grover Washington Jr.? Yep. Yeah. With vocalist uh, Bill Withers. Bill Withers, yeah. No, that that's a great little tune. Grover Washington, another good Irish kid. It was, uh, it was actually, it was a... Uh, <laughs> That's that's a good soulful. So Grover Washington, he wasn't actually singing on the track. No, he's a saxophone player. Oh wow, okay. But he's credited as the artist on that. Sure, uh, because, sure. And, uh, and and for those who didn't know, Grover Washington was um, considered by many to be one of the founding fathers of the smooth jazz. I see. So we have, so we have Grover to blame. Quite right. Honestly. So it's if for those of you falling asleep during our podcast right now. <laughs> Blame Grover. Blame Grover, exactly. <laughs> I thought he was only a Sesame Street character, but apparently he's actually uh, the founding father of cool jazz. I'm starting so to see another fun. trend here. These songs are just not that good. <laughs> I mean, it's like I know every one of them by heart. You, you, it's like you say the name, you're like Grover Washington. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. When you play the song, you're like, oh, of course. Absolutely. But at the same point, do we ever want to hear it again? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you have that nostalgia factor. It's actually interesting. Yeah, the 81 songs actually we've had uh, were were not that familiar to me. As when we did the '80s podcast, right. you know, um, you know, a few months ago, and uh, for those of you, you know, uh, we actually rec- we're it, this is actually uh, July of 2003. We're recording this right now, so <laughs> yeah. um, you should know we've actually recorded these, you know, many years in advance. I have no idea when this is being broadcast right now, um, but uh, I just want to say President Bush is doing a lovely job. Right. My point is that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You have uh, no point. Just admit it. Yeah, admit really, that you're just floundering around. I, with no I, it's just, you know, I'm sorry, Michael. It's times like this that I, I yearn for the uh, simple, uh, the simple sexual uh, innuendos of Mr. Sean Daly. Do you really? Exactly. Yeah. Well, that, right now he would have sure. worked in his. Uh, Man boobs and uh, his crotchless trousers at least three times. He would have, and if uh, you know, if I weren't so close to you know, so if I weren't just balancing on the edge of a pink slip, I would, uh, I'd probably do the same. But right. I think Sean's got little extra dispensation because they all know him so well, right? Uh, well, so because of that restraining order, he's not with us this week. Well, you know, you have to factor that in absolutely, and. Uh, and you know you got the Baker Act thing going on simultaneously, <laughs> right. so uh, we miss Sean and we wish him well, and uh, and we wish all of his litigants as uh, w- well as well. Happy resolution. Good, yeah, go for that, Sean. So in the meantime, uh, you know what I'm feeling? I'm feeling that there's a a strange mystical tune approaching. Do you get that feeling? I, you know, I'm getting that feeling. Although I thought it might just be heartburn, but uh, <laughs> I could be wrong. So uh, let's see what we got there, producer. <laughs> 
I knew it. It was time for name that '80s tune. I could feel you could feel a disturbance in the force, as if I, a thousand Giovanellis called out and were suddenly silenced. I thought it could be that. I thought it could just be the asbestos in the Times <laughs> Publishing Company building here. But have you uh, noticed that we're tearing wrong. down just about every floor here and I, rebuilding them? I actually, I, I know, uh, you know our listeners out there don't realize this, but pretty much when I show up for these podcasts, it's on a different floor of the building every <laughs> single week, which I think they do to confuse me. Yeah. Um, not that I really need any help, but quite honestly, we're on the 17th floor today, right. uh, which is a little strange. Since there's, there's only eight, one, there's only eight floors on the building, so um, I think somebody's been screwing with me at this point. But uh, that, that, that's a fine little tune we got there, right. Rob. So here's name name the '80s tunes are our weekly contest where we play a little snippet of a song from the '80s. If you know the artist and the song name, you email us at stuckinthe80s at tampabay.com. You let us know, and then if you're one of the lucky chosen, you get to win a free baseball cap. Free baseball cap. Free ba- a TBT baseball cap. A TBT baseball. It's cap. nice. That's just that's added value right there, folks. You don't <laughs> yeah. realize how much play that's going to get you out there. Quite honestly, <laughs> yeah. they're nice. They're black with a little logo up front. They're, Wear it to Blue Martini the, sometime in International Plaza. They're totally and get hooked up. That's all. It's I'm totally right worth now. the effort. I'm yeah, telling you. Tight. We that. are running out of baseball caps, though. So for those of you out there who haven't received yours yet, we're uh, waiting on our next shipment. Actually, Kangles will be the next move. Is what <laughs> we're going to be working there. Maybe some Kangles. Maybe some berets. So uh, Ooh, berets. Yeah. Oh, I want mine to say rusty across the top, like. Uh, European vacation. I, uh, yeah, that would be great. How many Rusties were there in the vacation series? I'm I think there wondering. was uh, like 17 I think different Rusties. At least Rusties. three. I miss Anthony Michael Hall. He was the he best was the Rusty best Rusty forever. Yeah. The uh, anyway, so let's listen to last week's clip and see if our special guest can figure it out. Yeah, you don't know it, do you? I have no clue what that is. <laughs> you would not be, uh, folks. You would be surprised at how completely uh, uncertain I am of what that song was. <laughs> that is uh, "Cruel to Be Kind" by Nick Lowe. "Cruel to Be Kind" by Nick Lowe. Wow! If I had actually heard it, I probably would have known that. Uh, as a matter of fact, um, or no, but uh, you know, it's all right. We got a couple of people who got it right, but the person who gets the baseball cap this week is Liza Marie Olivares of Puerto Rico. I knew Liza was going to hook that up. I knew Liza. all along. Liza is a gigantic Nick Lowe fan. Liza Liza's got this killer. Um, she's got a couple of different blogs. I have to link to them in my in the second years blog. But a lot of va- pictures from the movie Valley Girl. Really? So that's you know you know I'm Jones and when I see that. Yeah, you know you got your Nick Cage saying you got your uh, Deborah Foreman thing. Is that her name, Deborah Foreman? Yeah, Deborah uh, Foreman. Yeah. yeah, she went on to do pretty yes, much sir. nothing after that. Yeah, exactly. She had like a couple of movies and that's it. She's Which, still kicking around. Don't you kind of prefer that sometimes when some of these girls that you just enjoyed from these particular movies don't go on to anything else? So you can just sort of you know they're like captured in amber right. way. They're I like only trapped. wish that it happened to Demi Moore. Yeah, that would have been nice. Yeah, uh, unfortunately it didn't work out that way. Right. You know? But uh, a marriage to Bruce Willis is going to do that too. Yeah, so you got to factor that in. Somebody was asking the other day what my favorite uh, star, like my, the, someone I was Jones in for in the 80s, who would it be? And I said, Demi Moore, but only from the movie about last night. Really? Yeah. That was that was a move right there. That's a, I didn't ever have the, uh, didn't have the big Demi, Demi Moore thing. No, nah, just, Demi? just, the, uh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Are we ever going to see her? Demi Gloss? <laughs> exactly, yeah. So, but if it comes, you know, the, you know, the poker guys are going to get her on, on, on their podcast of sometime, you know, they'll get Because they're Moore. weasels. What is, it's they're not to be trusted. what they do. So, yeah, watch out for them. Watch out for the poker guys. That's what it doesn't matter that my blog gets 10 times the number of page views as theirs. It doesn't matter that it's 20 times mine. But, you know, the point yeah. here being, and by the way, folks, again, if you go to sptimes.com slash blogs, go just just beneath Steve's blog, stuck in the '80s, you'll find the illiterate. And again, I'm just saying, pop by for a second. Am I, I still get ten dollars for every plug. You realize that? Yeah. Okay. Well, we can we can hook that up. Here's uh, l- lest we digress anymore. Let's listen to lest. Uh, lest. Did I lest. say that right? Yeah, I think you did. Lest we digress anymore. Digress. 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 Here is this week's clip. Kind of tricky, but yet familiar. It is. It is. I. I. I I'm. I'm going to go with. 
This is tough. This is tough. I'm going to lean toward... Um, <laughs> Yeah. Just give it up. Let's, let's Holidays play. in the Sun by the Sex Pistols. That's <laughs> ah. what I'm going with on that. Oh, that's a great song. Anyway, yeah. let's play it one more time. Here we go. That's it. That's all you get. You get your two chances. If you think you know the name of the artist and the song title, email us at stuck in the 80s at tampabay.com and we'll let you know. We'll let you know next week if you want or not. And, uh, or I'll, and as, as you know, I answer every single email that's ever sent to me because it's only really about 10 a week. Mm-hmm. But uh, always happy to hear show, show suggestions. Show suggestions. He's just I, desperate I for just attention, quite honestly. If, if you have an opportunity to email Steve Spears, right. quite honestly. No other reason to He's to lonely. He stays up very, very late at night, which is sad because he gets up at 1 in the morning. But, this is um, true. You know, really, that's no reason not to say hi because, you know, he needs love. <laughs> he does. Desperately. Hi, this is Vicky Ryan from Quebec, Canada, and I'm stuck in the Hey, we love fan greetings like that. We get, get them all the time. We're trying to use them more often. Do we? We get fan greetings? Oh, yes, all the time. And that's, we have fans? Uh, we, had, uh, we had some guy from Hawaii call in uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, we had um, someone from Australia. And now uh, now Canada. Now Canada. My yeah. gosh, you're international. <laughs> we are. I'll tell you, Natalie, you're just getting incredible fans you know, <laughs> left and right across the board. And, and laid in over the fabulous Kim Carnes. Was that Kim Carnes? That's Kim Carnes, Betty Davis' eyes. Wow, my goodness. I thought now, it was Betty Davis herself with <laughs> no. uh, you know. the way her voice sounds. Well, you know what I mean? You know, I love Kim Carnes. I think that's a, that's, a, that's a great song. It's a classic song. I, I wonder, I mean, what, did Kim smoke like eight packs of like, she did, you know, Winston's right before she sang that song? You know, and everyone <laughs> says that about her. Like, it sounds like she's really got a smoky voice, but she she fully admits that she attributes that voice to to sp- spending hours singing in smoky bars and clubs. See, there you go, folks. You know, so really, if not you want to make it in the music uh, business, I mean, the, the key is secondhand funny, smoke, quite it's honestly. It's funny because it's true. Yeah. But uh, you can sort of argue whether or not Kim Carnes deserves to be in the list because that was obviously her best-known song. But sure. she did have other songs like uh, More Love, which came out uh, the year before, and that was actually a pretty big hit. Mm-hmm. She actually worked with Kenny Rogers a lot with the new Christy Minstrels. From really? 1966 until 1970. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so she'd been bouncing around for a while. Yeah. Back when Kenny didn't look like... Uh, well, back when Kenny looked like Kenny, quite honestly. Yeah, now because... he looks like a... Uh... <laughs> Sexual offender. <laughs> I think he does. I mean, yeah. Kenny curiously looks like, you know, Bette Midler with a goatee right yeah. now, which is uh, kind of hot, actually. Uh, I don't know actually, why that you know, is. it's funny because Betty Davis actually did hear that song. She was alive at the time. Really? Wow. And did uh, write to Kim Carnes and say that she was she liked the song. Wow. That's, that's, that's very impressive. That's very cool. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's a cool song. It's, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's, a, you know, it's an iconic song, certainly. And, yeah. Uh, um, it was overplayed like, like there was nobody's business. It actually was... Um, it actually uh, was one of 1982's top songs because it, the time of year it broke, it, mm-hmm. it was it was on the charts for so much of 81 and then so much of 82 that it's actually, you could argue that it's a top, uh, a one-hit wonder for two years. If you so want you're to saying around if you hear this again when we do our 82 podcast uh, sometime in like the fall of 2004. Yeah, okay. I've heard enough I've heard enough slow songs for today. But I'm with you, Vinny. Let's, uh, let's move on to the what, next one. What does the producer have in store for us now? Mikey Likey. I love Quarter Flash. Quarter Flash kicks ass. Absolutely. I love Heart in My Heart. That's a great tune. It is a good one. It is, it's considered to be their top song. Although, you know, they did the uh, theme song for the movie Night Shift. 
Did they? Yeah. Which is actually a great movie. I love that movie. One is of Ron Howard's first films. Right. Michael Keaton in his breakout role back in the day. Still weasels his brother into uh, a role in there, too. Clint, yeah, Clint Yeah, Clint always gets some love, which is what I appreciate about Ron Howard. I'm not sure if he's in Da Vinci Code. We're going to have to keep an eye out for that. Oh, that's right. That yeah, opens this week. That's we'll com- yeah, it's coming out. Well, I'm, again. I'm thinking he's not Silas the albino monk, but <laughs> would, it would not be that much of a stretch. That would be Frederick. I'd be amazed if that's how that hooks up. But, uh, you know, no, quarter, you know, this is the song, and honestly, this is one of those kinds of songs that, hey, we've all been there. You know, we've all been through that uh, that hor- horrible breakup. We've all been through that, you know, situation where we're just like, you know what? Go to hell. All right. I'm good. I'm good. I'm moving on. We're uh, we're going to get through this. Yeah. And uh, Heart in My Heart is a uh, a testament to, to that, to women and men everywhere, I yeah. think. It's so. a good one. It's a... Uh Quarter Flash, for those who don't, who don't know, it, they were formed in 1980, so they're truly an 80s group sure. in Portland, Oregon. Wow. And their original name, Seafood Mama. They should have stuck with Seafood Mama. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> I'm going to change the name of my blog to Seafood a, Mama, actually. That has, a, that has a late 70s feel to it. That would be kind of almost more appropriate. But, I love uh, Seafood Mama. They, didn't, they did not survive the 80s. They did not survive the 80s. They released their final album in 1985. Wow. And, but they did. They did actually. Re, they've reunited in other forms. In fact, a couple of the band members are still around in a group called the Oregon Trail Band. Wow, that is that's preferable. They to, will not uh, be touring the Greater United States anytime soon. <laughs> but we appreciate their contribution to the music of 1981. If you ever get up to the Pacific Northwest, um, well, you'll have better things to do, quite honestly. <laughs> but uh, but if you do get up there, the Oregon Trail Band, uh, formerly Quarter Flash, formerly Seafood Mama, formerly Please Name My Blog. So uh, that's not uh, that's not a bad little deal. You should definitely check them out. I'm sensing a theme that we have a lot of uh, so bands from up north. This you don't see any. Um, where's the Where's the 38 specials of? It's uh, a good question, Leslie. I'm not quite sure. Yeah, where's our country rock? Where's, where's our, our southern rock? rock action going on? Is there that, was actually uh, a, lot a couple of, um, years down the line? You know what's really weird? Because I mean, 1981 had a lot of really big hits by bands that maybe you only knew one song of, like uh, Juice Newton, Queen of Hearts. Oh, Queen of Hearts is great, and Angel of the Morning. Right. Yeah. But, so it's like you couldn't consider her a one hit wonder. No, that's had, true. Uh, yeah. The Little River Band had the Night Owls in oh, 1981. Sure. sure. Once again, can't consider them to be a one-hit wonder. No. Pat Benatar had a big one in 1981. She had Fire and Ice. Oh, Fire and Ice was huge. But yeah, yeah, you've got Love is a Battlefield. You've got a sure. few other things you got to go with with Pat. Sure. Another band called Jay Giles Band was oh, pretty big. And they, Wolf, yeah. They broke in 1981, but they had center, with Centerfold. Centerfold was huge. Centerfold but, uh, was gigantic. Great song, But you Centerfold. cannot consider them a one-hit wonder. So no, it's, it's like we're not, trying, we're not trying to be uh, jerks by only picking these obscure bands, man. Uh, for the most part, 1981. Had a lot of legitimate music from bands that went on to record a lot more great music. Right, they blew up with a big, big, big tune, but they'd been around for a little while. Jay Giles Band, my God, they were all through the seventies, right. all up into the eighties. Yeah, and, they were, uh, I loved them; they were fantastic. Yeah, Centerfold was great, great yeah. tune, absolutely. We did save one, one of my favorite ones though for last year. Did we? Yeah. All right. We okay. I'm, 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 I'm getting ready for it, Ed. Let's bring it on. Okay. Cue it, Maestro. But just between. know our canadian fans love that <laughs> taking a shot at april wine we're loving little canada which is actually good we have more canadian listeners than we do in, in the united states don't we I probably mean, let's, let's be honest it's, it's, we do get a lot of emails from canada our, our caller this week was from canada we've got a, i do get a lot of fans from up there a, uh, april wine is a canadian rock band obviously that was formed in 1969 
And according to the band, they chose the name April Wine simply because they thought it sounded good together. Hey, I've got to give them some love. I was uh, I was born in 1969. I was born in April, actually, of 1969. And I drink and- a lot of wine, uh, <laughs> if you consider Mad Dog wine. And that's uh, that's really entirely your call. I think at one point it was wine. Yeah, I guess it started off that way. But uh, uh, good little chorus. You know, very pleasant, very lovely, very Canadian. This was uh, in this, this hit MTV. I remember seeing the video for this. That, that was the only way I remember the song because it did get some radio time, but not a lot. But right. it was a favorite on MTV. Now you can also say a again once once again not a one hit wonder because they did have the uh, sign of the Gypsy Queen was another one of their songs. But let's face it, outside of Canada, April Wine is a one hit wonder. Yeah, if anyone could actually see my blank face when uh, <laughs> when when you know my partner here. Um, you know, say, say that uh, George carefully. actually mentioned uh, the <laughs> sign of the Gypsy Queen. They yeah, we'll around. go with April Wine as a one-hit wonder, folks. I think that's they what we're going to do. Around. I'll tell you what. If anyone's actually heard of Sign of the Gypsy Queen, I want you to uh, again email me at sdaily at sptimes dot com um, with as many profanities as you can possibly you know provide. Guys, that drilling sound coming through. I think uh, people don't understand. They think we're kidding when we say this building is under construction. Literally, they're they're tearing drywall off the walls next door to us right now. Uh, they they are actually. In fact, we're all wearing hard hats at this particular yes. moment. And I wear one every week anyway. Well, yeah, so we, he does. Just, he does on a daily more, basis. It's, it's and nothing not, else, which is a curious thing. Yeah. I'm trying to figure that out. And uh, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, human resources is looking into as we speak. But actually, uh, April Wine has a new album coming out called Roughly Speaking. Oh, thank God. I know. I'll tell you what. Something to get me for my birthday. I'm, I'm heading straight to uh, straight to my Sam Goody and hooking that up tomorrow. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. So anyway, that's that's the songs we have for this week. We hope you enjoyed uh, some of the one hit wonders of '81. I know that's kind of slow, but uh, hey, that's the way. That's what you wanted to listen to back then. Billy, are we done? Are we over for the day? This is it, man. Uh, 1981 is not what I would call a year to uh, hang your hat on, but uh, I but I love this last song so much that I'm going to close the podcast with. Bring it. it on, Adam. I'm looking forward to it. Okay. Well, until next week, we'll catch you here, still stuck in the '80s. Rock on. Stuck in the 80s is produced by the online department of the St. Petersburg Times and TBT. If you'd like to email us, please do at stuckinthe80s at tampabay.com. And remember to subscribe to the podcast at iTunes. Just